Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is a special non-denominational holiday-themed episode of a Buffy podcast by a Scooby. Hey, Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Didn't we do this last week slash the week before, maybe? Two weeks ago, we were leading up to Christmas slash the non-denominational holidays of the winter season, you know, around the New Year slash solstice area. Sure. This week, though, man, you know when this episode's coming out? No. Boxing Day. That's right, the 26th of December in... I think the UK or parts of it and Canada and probably Australia, they're wacky down there. I don't know how it works, man. All of us call it Boxing Day and the US just says the day after Christmas, question mark. I don't think they have it. Do they legitimately not call it Boxing Day? I don't think so. I think Boxing Day is regional. Because they don't do what we do on Boxing Day because they have Black Friday. Right, because what do we do on Boxing Day? We go nuts and have all our best sales of the year, except it's actually similar to Black Friday and that the sales are not actually that great. But I don't think people die on Boxing Day, generally. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was like, people die? But yeah, people die on Black Friday. It's true. Yeah, no, it's insane. Anyways. Yeah, mostly British Empire stuff. Doesn't seem to be anything in the States. Hmm. So, yes, special holiday-themed episode, which we will, of course, talk about all the way through this, and uh, everything will be brought back to the holidays, right? Oh, great. We're going to try and just shoehorn. As we previously discussed. Yeah shoehorn it all in there i'm ready much like the horns on reindeer oh oh no (laughs) (laughs) i'm already so angry this is season six episode 19 seeing red original air date may 7th 2002 (laughs) right we're doing a buffy podcast i forgot Yep, 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 Okay, right. How, what What's happening in, the, in this episode, Michaela? Oh. Uh, got some got some red sheets. You think that's... We got some red sheets, yeah. You know what happens when people have sex on red sheets? Nothing good. Good things? No, no oh. nothing good at all, ever. Oh, uh, the opposite. Yeah. What about when people are happy in a Joss show? Uh, probably great stuff for them. Those happy people will only be happier later. That's what yep. I have heard, certainly. Um, Spike, he's, I mean, his character was assassinated before but now it's all hunky-dory right i think you thought we had reached rock bottom bottom and you were wrong yeah this is the episode of rock bottoms (laughs) great yeah woo Uh, yeah xander we like him as a character right do we is he a character in this show (laughs) i'm not sure what about don she's likable oh yeah she's around You know, I guess. she's pretty neutral, Man. all things considered. Anya, ah, what a regular character she is. <laughs> oh boy, remember last what episode? What a person who's in this show. When she got so much to do, wasn't that great? She got so much Just to some do. some good times, yeah. we had good times then. Uh, yeah, so this is an episode of Rock Bottoms, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, I think <laughs> distance has made dead things seem a bit gentler to me now. Yeah. Slash, I've had some time to think about it, and... I don't know. I'm coming down less on like the hatred train for both it and this episode. Because I could go like real model in this episode and be like, oh, this is the one where Spike rapes Buffy and that's hugely problematic for all of the obvious reasons. Right. And it is. And we'll talk about that. Yep. But like, I didn't I didn't hate this episode and I think it's, uh, it's all right around some things happening. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, we'll get to the, the bad things that happen and... I have a, a reason that, like, the show runners have given for why a certain bad thing happens, and I don't think it justifies it, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah. uh, but the, at the same time, there is some, you know, there's actually, like, 
a reconciliation that happens between Buffy and Xander in this episode. And while that was happening, I thought to myself, when's the last time these two people had like an actual conversation with each other? Oh, damn, that's true. Right? So that was sort of, I mean, nice from the perspective of maybe they're realizing, hey, we've given Xander nothing to do. Anyways, I think we're really ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly not sure that we're ahead of ourselves because I think like just talking in general about is this reconciliation going to be earned is a good question to ask ourselves. And yeah, what the fuck's happening with Spike the entire time? But sure, let's start at the beginning, which is, as I've heard, a very good place to start. <laughs> That's good. Boom. You didn't, Sound of music reference. Yeah, you didn't write right that. in here. You didn't expect it. <laughs> is that a Christmas movie? Kind of. Sound of music? What? In what way is it a Christmas movie? It plays at Christmas. There's Christmas it? in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure is there? there are people <laughs> who think Sound of Music is a Christmas movie. Right. I will say that my favorite things or favorite things or whatever yeah. the, the song is, is definitely now co-opted as a Christmas song in another like baffling one. And the most interesting one there for me is like, Let It Go is now a Christmas song. And it's I'm like, that's a, that's a stretch though. <laughs> like, Let It Go from Frozen? That's Christmassy? Whatever, man. I still like it. It's all good. So yes, beginning of this thing, okay, uh, wait. Willow and Tara have had a bunch of sex. The Sound of Music was an insanely successful movie that families love to watch and through a series of economic decisions ended up being a holiday classic despite not having anything to do with Christmas. <laughs> okay, so I'm not crazy to think that it has nothing to no. do with Christmas and you're not crazy for thinking <laughs> that it's played a lot around the Christmas time. Right, because I mean, I think there's snow at some point. Once a movie has snow in it... I'm not sure there is. I don't think I there don't is. Maybe it's not. It's summer in Austria. But then there's Nazis, so... That doesn't make it <laughs> Christmas. <Snowy? laughs> It makes it snowy, not Christmassy. Jeez. It doesn't make it snowy. Nazis did not. <laughs> the Nazis were allergic to snow. Look at Russia. Right. Anyway, <laughs> we're here to do a Buffy podcast. So yes, Willow, Tara, super happy. Lots of lesbian sex in this episode. Woo! Good time. Willow cracks the secret about Spike and Buffy, but not uh, actually, but Tara lets it slip and that's fine. She seems very relieved to be able to tell someone or talk about it mm -hmm. finally. And I don't think she did the wrong thing by telling Willow. Like, Dawn fucking figured it out. Willow's just a dummy, it turns out. Yeah, so Willow is legitimately the last person yeah. to know, which never feels great when you're Buffy's best friend, for instance. I like that she tries to make it about herself, being like, how could she not tell me? Me! <laughs> Oh, classic Willow, classic you know? Classic everyone on this show. Japes. Japes, <laughs> indeed. So Willow wanders out into the hallway pantsless, because that seems <laughs> nope, fun. No pants to speak of. <laughs> I mean, it's better than what Tara will be wearing, because Tara wanders out here <laughs> as sheet. Willow is talking to Dawn, wearing only a sheet. And you're like, how did you not hear Dawn? It does really make us question Tara's hearing ability. Yeah, We'll have to see in future episodes whether Tara's hearing ability shapes I mean, up, you know? You know, it's probably going to be a plot point going forward. Probably. <laughs> so as you have called out, Willow's jersey does have a return of numbers on shirts. The numbers are back. Uh, I'm asking where she got this it's shirt huge, from. Right? It doesn't because make any it's sense. Huge. It's like Oz-esque huge. Did mm. she steal it from him and then just keep it? I would actually say that this is one of those overlarge t-shirt-esque nightgowns that are legitimately available for women to buy. 
Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, I'm like, do you buy one of those shirts? Because they just seem to be like, you know, whatever is hanging around that you can steal from someone in your life, right? It's like that Christmas present from the aunt that doesn't really know you. Yes, there you go. And it's like, oh, you like to sleep? I know that about (laughs) you. (laughs) True story. Dawn is super excited about the two ladies being together again. It's actually very, very charming. I liked on this episode. Yeah. I don't think she does crimes this episode. No, I'm she's happy like with what they give her to do. A reasonable person this episode, you know? Yeah. And she actually does get a little bit to do. Man, seeing her and Spike get some screen time together, it's like, yes, again, you've got so many fucking characters here. Just pick two that don't talk to each other and have them talk to each other. And that'll probably be interesting. Because most of these people have interesting relationships or have known each other for a long time. And like, there's a lot there. There's a lot to work with. It's just... They forgot what they were doing, I think. We haven't seen Spike and Dawn together in, like, what, 17 episodes? I don't think so. I don't, Since the beginning of this season. And and she's like, you're not going to be coming around much more, are you? And you're just like, (laughs) when? When have you guys been hanging out? Like, right? What what do you care? When did you know that Spike was over? Right? Didn't Buffy always sneak out of the house to go bang you? Whatever. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, yeah, Dawn's really happy that her moms are back together, so that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffy's breaking into the trio's hideout, the old one, I guess. Yeah. They jumped ship. I've called this, how can red leather not be good? This is an <laughs> unflattering coat. The entire outfit here for Buffy is yeah. one that I was trying to capture, and it makes her look 40. Yeah, we're back to her looking 40. Which is really strange to see, because she looks real grown up here, especially as she's got this dumb expression on her face. <laughs> That highlights the, not wrinkles, but they're like, there are curves that you develop as you get older, just beside your nose. Mm, And I forget what those are called, but you... You only see them in people over a certain age, and Buffy's got them going hard here. Yeah, so she's found the lair, but oh, she's too late. She is too late. The nerds are one step ahead of her, and uh, giant saw blades (laughs) come from God knows where to start chopping at her. Zero sense. Like, there's, it makes absolutely no sense. So it's a different layout of a basement than we've seen before. Yeah. The outside of the house, I'm pretty sure, is different than we've seen before. So I guess she's been tracking them like all over and we just haven't seen that. I don't know. These giant saw blades are like, when did you even bother installing those, right? I accept it because it's such like a wacky James Bond villain thing to do. Which is absolutely what they're going for. They're pretty wacky. They're great. They're they're absurd, right? And then Buffy does her sweet like jump in between two of them. Oh yeah. And that's pretty cool, honestly. It's super sick. Uh, she definitely passed her deck save there. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, times did. indeed. And she gets away with some like classified materiel that the nerds had to leave behind in there. I've got a lot of questions about how that book ended up sawed in half. With like, yeah. I, that doesn't make any sense. But, but it's a jape, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's a jape. I get it. It's just a sight gag. That's fine. And then we come into the credits, Dave. Oh, now, you had told me to pay special attention to the credits, so what do you think I did, Michaela? Did you not? I didn't pay a goddamn bit of attention to them. Are you joking? And then, a minute later, I was like, wait, Michelle, we have to go back. I forgot about the credits. So we rewound the tape. Uh Uh-huh. Went back and watched the credits. Now, some things I noticed about the credits. Number one, Amber Benson is in them. So are you saying that she's the truest Jesse of all? She is the truest Jesse of all. 
Oh, God. Well, I've got this for later, right? Because she dies a pointless death in a stupid way, and I'm like, just like Jesse did. Joss it's, finally it's got to do it. He did, yeah. He. It's been six seasons, and he finally got his Jesse. The Jesse conceit was very different, though, right? Because that's intentionally, you are introducing this larger cast of characters. Sure. And then one of them is killed off with no telegraphing of who it will be before. Hand. So you are down to a new, like, regular cast. Amber Benson was cruelly deprived from being in the credits that she deserved to be in. <laughs> she really did. So that, I feel like that's pretty different, you know? She got in this time, good for her, but it's just terrible news for her. But, like, this is often compared to what Joss wanted to do with Jesse. I think it's just very different because the audience, <laughs> like, knows Tara already, and she has been a main character. Yeah. Where that one was supposed to be, like, you don't know any of these people and you're like you're supposed to be picking favorites right of the initial group and then you pick jesse because he's most similar to you and then he's cruelly <laughs> killed off in a stupid way on the second episode and you're like but no he was great i just want to say joss whedon had long wanted to kill off a major character in the same episode in which they first joined the main credits this is from <laughs> the wiki <laughs> it's fine it's just tonally very different and i think we can both accept that fine i accept it right in our own ways but tara is the truest jesse so that's it Sure. <laughs> Jesse will always be first in my heart. I understand. It's very bad news for Amber Benson. That's oh, all I know for this. It and is I'm bad like, news bears. <laughs> we've got the episode called Seeing Red. We've got my memories of all of the things. We've got Willow and Tara being overly cute and happy together. And like, just so, so nervous for her. Poor baby. This entire time. <laughs> and you had to wait oh. the entire episode. No, because I knew that the, um, <laughs> we'll get there later. But there are several sets that are really only deployed in this scene. Yes. And so I knew when that started happening that right. I was like, okay, no, this is like high tension. Heart <laughs> is going strong. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So Buffy snatched a bunch of stuff. She's going through the nerds research materials, seeing if there is some information that she can glean from it. Like if only she knew someone that could do magic to help her out with this sort of stuff, right? I mean, Tara's here. She could do Tara's magic. Tara's here. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. wearing a shirt that I think think she borrowed from willow uh never borrow a shirt from willow man <laughs> they both look so stupid i don't mind the kimono cut generally the um, pattern isn't great on the, it the pattern is terrible and it's very overly billowy yeah it's making her look billowy frumpy again oh yeah. will the old willow billow yep that's that's what we're calling it bill or sorry billow <laughs> shirt yeah i'm sticking with it fuck yeah, it do it is just disgusting I hate is it. this is this like floral leopard print with <laughs> brown trim it's like brown gauzy trim it's and there's there's just like it's only on the front of the shirt it doesn't appear at the collar it's gross i don't know because there are good browns and then there's this brown that's like i don't it or a tan it looks it's, like a someone yeah. has shed their skin and she's yeah. just collected it you like know? a snake's shed their skin yeah 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 and she just grabbed it from a giant snake yeah and just popped it right on there you know that we need more of in this show sure uh, i was so sure, hoping sure, sure. that those demons the nerds go to see would be giant snakes oh yeah because <laughs> they're kind they, of snake-esque you know they are similar yeah yep. <laughs> No, they weren't. And I thought, well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Anya gets her one scene this episode. Yeah. It is her helping out a poor lady in a bar who's been cheated upon. She's trying to help her. Turns out her whole personal life is really affecting her job. Yeah, I hear that, right? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't know anything about that. But yeah, her encounter with Xander has left her less than eager to grant wishes, as she is too self-involved to even listen to the fact that this lady is repeatedly trying to wish Uh, for horrible things. Yeah, and it's just, it's that thing, right, of she also has pain and she also wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So she listens to the other person talk about why they're sad for a bit. And then she's like, yeah, you know, that reminds me of Xander. Xander hurt me. I'm gonna talk about Xander. Yeah. It'd be a bit better if it wasn't reusing the exact same thing that happened at the end of last episode. Yeah. Where someone tries to wish for things and Anya cuts them off. That seemed more intentional. Okay, maybe. But... It, I mean, it's it's a joke here, right? Yeah. And it wasn't a joke there. Right. So it, it is the same thing, but yeah. I don't know. We don't know. So the nerds are taking down this spooky demon and Andrew's, sorry, Lil Jay's being used as bait while yeah. Warren gets to do the tasing. And then Lil Jay has to do the butchery. Or no, Andrew was yeah, the bait. Was I the guess. bait. Sorry. These guys also kind of reminded me of like Fifth Element dudes. Oh, yes. That right? is a very good show. That's Shit, what they I'll look get a picture like. of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, they're just big spooky demons and. Mm-hmm. The amount of time it would take to skin one. Oh, colossal. Like, that's a lot of time. To make a suit, too? Right, Man, you, you have gotta, to skin like, the sew whole up thing? The back. I don't know, no. right? Yeah. You can't just, like, shake it out. You can't, like, grab it by the, the toe skin <laughs> and just <laughs> shake out all the rest of it. That's, that's pretty gross, yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You cannot. All right. I think this might be a good time for our first segment of the evening. What do you say? Hit it. Tradition. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that's a reference to. I don't know what this segment's Fiddler on about. The roof? Have I don't you know. Ever... I've never seen Fiddler you... on the Roof. <gasps> yeah. What? I starred in my high school production of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I'm How imagining like that? that you're using the word starred and you were like a character with one line. <laughs> uh, that is similar to the truth. <laughs> No, I was Tevya. I was the main. I don't main know. Person. I don't know, I know anything. This is the problem. I'm, I was the main character. <laughs> sure, How about I'm that? I'm sure you were. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Uh, what weird non-denominational or possibly denominational holiday traditions do we have? Oh. And listeners, feel free to let us know what your family does around the new year that is weird and wonderful. Michaela, would you like to go first? No. All right, I'll go first and Good. say that my family celebrates what we call Shoe Day. This is St. Nicholas Day, or the Feast of St. Nicholas, that is frequently celebrated in, I'm going to say, the Fenno-Scandinavian countries. All right. And traditions differ i guess uh when it was brought over to the united states you get a custom that some people do where they'll place their shoes outside of their bedroom on the night of the 5th or the 6th of december Mm. i can't i think i think you do it on shoe day eve and then you get your stuff on shoe day (laughs) gotta figure this out before shoe day this year. right yeah you gotta figure this out yeah um anyway right you leave your shoes outside your bedroom door and then uh saint nicholas will come along and and put coins in your shoes if you've been good. Or, and like, it's a lot of like coins or small gifts, maybe some neat rhymes uh, if someone is giving you the gift. Um, maybe oranges in times when those were much rarer or in England where I think it's just always the past, question mark. Yeah. And then if you were bad, you generally get twigs or sticks. And this is because this is the stick your parent would use then to beat you with. Jeez. <laughs> um, or maybe you just skip over that and... 
I think Zwei Peter is, uh, or Black Peter is the really offensive blackface that yes. is still done in certain countries. Yeah, it's super offensive, yeah. And I believe he's one of St. Nick's helpers who would uh, beat you with a stick and possibly stick you in a sack. I think you could put bad. in the sack first. Oh, and then beaten with sticks? It's way easier to beat someone in a sack <laughs> than it is, right? They're going to try to run. You're not wrong. Do you get stolen also in the sack? I, again, traditions <laughs> differ, you know? Sometimes Krampus is involved, I yeah. think. And sometimes it's just St. Nick or sometimes he's on like a camel, I want to say. Maybe he's on a pony. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Zwarte Piet. That's the one, sorry. Yeah, so it's fun. For shoe day, generally, we will have smaller gifts, not coins. And I have never received coal nor, you know, beaten sticks in my shoes. But that's because I'm a good person and a narc. I feel like coal is a resource, you know? <laughs> like, isn't that going to help you heat your home? Isn't coal good? I don't know about coal. I guess children yeah. don't want coal because they're not Soot, smart enough to know maybe? that they want to be warm. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can sell that on the market, man. The black market? Because it's coal? Do you see? (laughs) Yeah, I do see. I like it. I think that's right. I think you've hit the nail on the head here. All right, Michaela. Any strange traditions that you practice or have heard of? Uh, No, not really. I mean, I know that's not very interesting. All right, make one up. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, So we all know that Santa Claus likes to drink milk, right? Yes. Yeah. And he also likes cookies. Correct. So, of course, the easiest thing to do is to combine the milk and cookies in one, right? Devious. So what you do is you crush up all the cookies. What? And you just put them into a glass of milk. Isn't that that just cookie crisp, the cereal? (laughs) No, no, no. Because, you know, depending on when Santa shows up... Those cookies are going to, like, basically dissolve into the milk if you've crushed them finely enough. So then you've just sort of got, I don't know if smoothie is the right word. Slurry. I think (laughs) this is actually a slurry. slurry. Right, with, like, some chocolate chips in it and everything like that. (laughs) And then so Santa's just, like, he just swirls that up and he just downs that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it saves him time, right? So this is what you are doing for Christmas this year, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's me. All right. That's what I'm going to do. I expect I'm, pictures. I'm going to leave out my <laughs> glass of cookie milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's horrifying. <laughs> Good. Thanks for that image. Yeah. Uh, shall we go on to Dawn visiting Spike? Oh, with her shiny, shiny lips. Oh, shiny lips. She strikes again. <laughs> Just, she's in a crypt and her lips are so shiny oh my god right this fucking episode trying to get pictures here like it's dark in tone it's darker in lighting i will say that the one where tara dies buffy gets shot buffy gets sexually assaulted by spike is still darker in lighting than it is in tone yeah there's a lot happening at night in this episode even in the nerd's basement, Buffy yeah, was fucking dark. always in shadow. Ugh, no. Anyway, <laughs> so right. Old Shiny Lips is here visiting Spike, and that's fun. She's got her blue fuzzy sweater on, learning from Willow, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. She's basically here to be like, what were you thinking? You really messed things up. And is, like, what is their relationship? I am on Spike's side for the early part of this episode. Because I'm like, what the fuck does he owe Buffy? Buffy's been telling him constantly no. And he is just like, what What allegiance does he have then to not sleep with anyone else? Right. So Dawn's coming at this very much from like a teenager perspective of, 
you say you love Buffy, so how could you do this? And that's, she's wrong, right? Yeah, that's like, she's insane. absolutely wrong. It doesn't make any sense. It has Those two to things do... are not mutually incompatible. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, like, it's sort of an innocent way of looking at it, right? Sure. And, like, it's giving Spike too much credit, I would say. <laughs> Oh, for sure. He's evil. And he meant this to hurt Buffy. Like, that was one of the real reasons that he did this. But just generally, like, yes, you want, you love this person and you want to, you know, not hurt them. Which, is that the case for Spike? No, he's an evil demon. And as you made a point for last episode, probably can't feel what we would describe as love. Well, Uh, so I I was thinking about this episode a lot last episode. Just because he continues to say over and over how much he loves Buffy and how she can't see it and he seems like he be- like it seems like he believes it because he believes that he's that what he's feeling is love but then like it's not the, his actions through his actions it's not love like that's yeah, all exactly. we, the conclusion we can come to because he's evil right yeah in a way we've sort of been trying to deal with like is spike a monster or a man this season and like since he got the chip he's struggled to be either as he sort of says right. later and i guess I, as i said this is rock bottom for him in that sense yeah anyway so they were on a break spike <laughs> did mean this to hurt buffy yeah but like generally it it's not an insane thing to do no if it's... it was just like a healthy re- well a healthier relationship that had ended you know or so, even an al- unhealthy relationship that was now ended that's yeah. fine whatever like, it's a rebound you're, you're just trying to get over the person and like forget about them and so maybe yeah. you go and do a stupid thing that like doesn't really have any meaning but it was just a dumb thing you did and that's exactly what anya was doing too yeah i think this really plays to society and how we view monogamy versus polyamory which I find really problematic in that like monogamy is synonymous with love in the entirety of Buffy the Vampire Slayer right which is just weird because that it's not right like you can love multiple people maybe and I'm not coming out and being like oh I'm I'm polyamorous all of a sudden surprise guys Uh, (laughs) surprise my wife I mean, you have like a a reveal party for that, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that reveal party is like. Because I'm thinking like gender reveals where you, you know, you pop one balloon and then a bunch of pink or blue balloons comes out of like the bigger one, right? I got it. I got it. You pop a balloon and then like a bunch of different people's faces come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it has to be. Yeah. One of whom is your wife and the others are your, your secret lovers. But I mean, your wife should hopefully know about them. Man. Hey, Michelle, how's this episode going for you? (laughs) Happy Christmas, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, happy Christmas. (laughs) Great. That's what we want to bring it back to. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone, and a happy new year. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so I think we're done talking about that for now. Back to the nerds briefly. Little Jake gets shoved through this barrier in this Spooky demon suit that he has fashioned force himself. Field. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So the Nesla demons, they've got this barrier that you can't pass through unless you're a Nesla demon or dressed in one skin. So little Jake gets through. He comes back with a box and it's got a couple of balls in it, which brings Warren's total up to two. So that's good. Oh, snap. But I mean, could they be laying it on any thicker? Like, these dudes literally find some balls that make them strong, and then Buffy smashes them. Yeah, I was uh, going to save it for later, but I'll say that, yes, Buffy does end up jingling their balls. (laughs) 
Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> to tie it all back, you know, it's the theme of the episode. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Give her. Prior to this episode, did you pick up on Andrew making subtle homosexual comments? No. And I have... we have thrown subtlety out the window this episode. Well, yeah, I, I have feelings on this because it's some neat 11th hour characterization for Andrew that he is gay. He, or at least romantically interested in, in Warren, Ryan. right? Yeah. He's hurt that Warren would abandon him at the end of the episode. He feels like, you know, he was hoping they had something really. And that's <laughs> and, been playing the entire time. Yeah. Like, so in this scene, Warren takes the ugh, balls and they make him super strong. And Andrew's like, that's so hot. <laughs> You're just right. like, you're just going around and saying it. And like, this is not the first time he's made something of a comment like that. Interesting. Uh, so, for instance, when they happened upon Spike and Anya having sex in the magic box, Andrew's like, he is so cool. And the girl's oh, hot too. So, interesting. Yeah. And I, I believe that there was one other time. But I mean, Andrew gets so few lines that it was hard to pepper this in before now. It really is, yeah. And I was hoping that you weren't going to say, like, how has your gaydar not been going off this entire time? No, 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 no. Because that's something I have a problem with. Oh, no, no. Um, Just generally, like, that's not, I think that's a problematic sort of statement. But yeah, I I I found it to be interesting. Yeah, there's no reason to, like, put Tom Lank in that box if the show has given us no indication prior to this that i had absolutely not picked up on the previous indications and he hasn't had too many lines yeah so maybe i should have picked up on it more or maybe it's acceptable that i didn't really pay attention to what he was saying before the and the girl's hot too (laughs) like hastily added in that should have really cleared me in yeah when you didn't mention that i was like we'll wait we'll wait till it's a little more obvious maybe so the entire time last episode you were just waiting for this episode to get set up yeah. That's what was happening? I see. I guess. I mean, I it's one line. It's fine. It's fun. Uh. So yes, they've got the orbs of Nezla Khan, and it makes Warren super strong, and he kills a demon by snapping its neck, which it does not have. It really doesn't have a neck. I've got a lot of problems with, like, Warren's ability to fight things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hey, he's got balls now. I guess. I guess that's all it takes. Ugh. I really, I don't want to even call them that. They're orbs. I'm going to call them orbs. I really do like when Jonathan probably is like, hey, how, like, I want to have a turn or whatever. And he's like, you guys are going to get a turn. And you're like, no, they're not. They're They're never going to get a turn. They're not. It's so schoolyard too. Uh, Well, every, and everything Morin does in this episode is just so petty. Like, all of his schemes are so stupid and like how old is he yeah anyways yeah, their big heist is robbing an amusement park armored transport boy do i have questions about where that amusement park is <laughs> yeah oh the old sunnydale the amusement old park michaela roller coaster rides. it's got one of everything <laughs> When they were at that fucking amusement park, I'm just like, how did Buffy get here? Like, she it's can't in Sunnydale. Drive. It's like that's the only explanation. Where? Yeah. Where the fuck is it? There's the old train station. There's the <laughs> old Sunnydale Dam. Ah, uh, the dam. There's the old Sunnydale University. You forgot about the docks, you know? The old Sunnydale docks, <laughs> the old Sunnydale bus station, and the old Sunnydale amusement park. It's fucking. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm most put off by. (laughs) The fact that there's like a random college 
yeah. actually yeah. might be the most problematic. Yeah, you see Sunnydale cannot yeah. exist in a tiny town that has one bar. Because so, at yes. least, at least for like an amusement park, you know, you're going to put that somewhere and people are going to come to it, you would think. Generally, yeah. So Buffy visits Xander and we get... I think we can cover most of the Xander Buffy interactions for this episode here. Can we get quite the spicy shirt? Did oh, you... probably. Yeah, this is what Buffy shows up wearing. Oh, that is spicy. My <laughs> goodness. So That is most... a spicy meatball. <laughs> most of the time she's sitting down and you can't tell that, like, I don't know. It's sort of a V reverse V. That is like, it's spiced rum? Spiced <laughs> eggnog and rum? is. What else is spicy around Christmas? I, I mean, I think it's the spiced rum and yeah. I guess you put eggnog or whatever. Okay, yeah. Know. Anyway, so sort of V reverse V. It's just, it's a sliver though. Yeah. There's so just it's a just lot open of. open at the front, right? Yeah. But like very slightly open. And then I don't know if Buffy's wearing like a tank top. I... Looks like she's wearing nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty spicy. I I don't know. She hasn't got hoops, but she's got dangly earrings. Mm-hmm. A lot of those going around this episode. Yes. But right, she's come to talk to Xander about... I don't even know what she's here to talk to him about. I guess the whole Anya spike? Spike. It's spike. Well, she's here to talk to him about possibly getting out of the apartment. And like, God, Lord knows, Xander as a character has spent enough time sad in a shitty apartment. Okay? Like, guys, you have to find something else for him to do. And ideally something other than wander forlornly around the same (laughs) set of the downtown sunnydale like two things is not it's better than one but (laughs) he goes uh, to wander and then he creeps so there's a creeping aspect to it god yeah Yeah. so right buffy's like hey anya didn't want to hurt you you didn't want to hurt her why aren't you crazy kids just getting back together and xander shows himself to be our favorite character ever when he's like you and spike i told you this entire time he's a vampire and you can't trust him That's my Xander impression. It's really spot on. He does seem to be more upset with the fact that Buffy would have sex with Spike than with the fact that Anya did. Oh, yeah. I would Which, say that's very true. And, like, from a, from one perspective, I sort of get it because Buffy's been lying about this for, like, months? I don't know. Like, a long time. On the other but, hand, get the fuck over it, man. Right? Like, Buffy it's not... likes vampires. She's got a type. <laughs> She's got a type. And who Buffy does what with isn't really his business. And he tries to say that it used to be, but I'm not even sure that's true. It shouldn't have been. It's never your fucking business. He always had a problem with Angel. Always. Always. And yeah, I mean, he's the only one who seems to be saying, guys, Spike is evil. You keep forgetting that Spike is evil. But, like, it still doesn't give him the right to tell Buffy what to do with her life. And he always does it in a gross way and always plays the victim. Just constantly. And this is when I'm like, Michaela, how do you feel about Xander this watch through? Just generally. I definitely feel worse than I ever have about him, I would say. Because Xander was never, like, my favorite character. There are some people who are very pro-Xander, right? Sure. And I don't think I ever realized just how gross he is in the early seasons. But at this point, too, yeah, like, what is he doing that makes you think, hmm, he's making some good points. Like, maybe I don't agree with him, but gosh, those are some good points. He's not doing that. He's just 
moping and feeling sorry for himself. I think he is at most only five episodes away from gross or weirdness in a way that just puts me off the character. Yeah. At most five episodes at any time in this series so far. And that's not enough for one of the three main cast members. There, There's sort of a a role that they're going to put him in next season that is something that they should have been playing up a lot more because he's the one without the powers, right? He's supposed to be sort of the everyman or the person that the audience is connecting with. And so when you make that person not do that and just, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing nothing. Like no one, no one's going to like that character. Yep. That's how I feel about him. Cool. Glad we're on the same page. When are we we not? Move on to some hacking, some excellent (laughs) willow hacking. Oh, I just want to bring up, I think this is when Anya has her cute shirt on because Xander goes to creep creep on her and her shirt is so adorable. Sorry, he leaves his own apartment with Buffy still in it to go wandering around downtown Sunny D and creeping in here. Oh, yeah. So he's creeping on through the window. Good on Anya for keeping up her shop, you know? Yeah, it is good. I guess she has two jobs jobs now. Wow. (laughs) That's impressive. She's making it in the world. But yeah, she's got this like pink top on and it's um, it's very cutesy, but I think she looks nice. A real solopreneur. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, Willow's doing some hacking. Great, great stuff. They figure out... um, they get one of the cds and it's filled with blueprints and schematics right that's what's happening of banks and armored cars etc yeah things to rob yeah yeah things to rob great 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 xander is astonishingly flirted with at a bar and you're like were you shocked but how attractive this woman was like is she (laughs) is there something wrong with her (laughs) can can she see that it's xander No, like she starts talking to him and I'm just like, oh my, oh my God, Xander, like what, what have you done? How did you get this very attractive woman to start a conversation with you? And especially given what we've just been seeing out of Xander (laughs) for the past like 10-ish episodes this season, like it doesn't seem deserved. No, but he does basically the same thing that Anya was doing earlier Mm -hmm. where he's just wants to talk about his own nonsense and also has like no interest whatsoever in getting into any sort of anything. Yeah, not at all. Warren comes out? Eventually. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is when the nerds the nerds first show up now. Yeah. And then we're going to come back to them later, I think. They don't really do anything. Warren has an insane shirt happening, which I do have a picture of. Yeah, Yeah, because he's got these like big old 70s lapels or whatever. My goodness. It's just hot take. Generally, the nerds in this show, their fashion ages the best. <laughs> I think of any character we've seen, I think the nerds have the best aging fashion because they usually just go middle of the road, you know? Yeah, because in this scene, Jonathan and Andrew are just wearing like a button up and some pants. Sure. Because they, they're like, it's like a night on the town for them, right? And They, they don't just look, look astonishingly like good. They just look no. normal. And yeah. you know what? 20 years later, they still look normal. They still look normal. Yeah, it's a hot take. I'll yep. take it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so right now we're getting into Spike and his activities. So Buffy is fighting a vampire in the graveyard, Mm -hmm. and she gets hit into a gravestone very hard, hard enough to break the stone in half, Mm -hmm. and then is injured. So she goes home. Then some stuff happens. Yeah. Because Spike shows up. Right. So I I had... (laughs) 
way back when we were just starting this podcast, right. I went to a social gathering, like family friends mostly, and there were some other Buffy fans there. One of our mm. earliest fans was there. She was Delightful. talking to me about the pod and I was sure. very happy to talk. And there was another Buffy fan there who had opinions that I could not yet reciprocate because I hadn't seen enough of the show. We sure. were like early season one at that point, <laughs> I think. And I didn't know anything about the show. Yeah. So she mentioned that uh, she thought the Buffy-Spike relationship was way better than Buffy-Angel. And I was like, I know that both of those are going to happen and otherwise I have no details. So uh-huh. I don't really, I can't really help you. And then she mentioned something about how Spike raped Buffy but either that was like overblown or she didn't think that was canon in some way. Like it just got decanonized in her head or something. So mm. I was very confused and I was like, well, I am not going to talk with you about the implications of a televised rape anymore at this family event. Let's no. go it's and- No, strange thing to bring up. Find someone else to talk to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I knew that this was probably going to happen. I wasn't sure whether it had already happened and I had like missed it when right. one of the times Buffy had said no and then Spike just went ahead with it anyway and Buffy reluctantly went along semi-reluctantly maybe I don't know but no well, this is this is the thing like as we've said before their relationship or whatever it was was incredibly toxic oh it was super gross it was right awful. like everything every time Buffy's like no then yeah that that she, that things should stop at that point and like mm-hmm. her reluctantly agreeing doesn't count no nope. so this is just that taken to the next extreme, I guess. So I've got a picture, which is called Jelly of the Real Estate. It's a big bathroom. Holy I will. But Jesus, this fucking bathroom is huge. It's really insane it's how gigantic. large it is. And aren't you also kind of like, we've never been in this room before. We've never in, seen this no. bathroom. No, no, no. no. Uh, Spike has never been wearing these criminal clothes. Like They're he, very, like, what is this shirt? He's, and he's dressed up off. for the activities that he's doing, I guess. Well, the thing is that he, he took off his jacket. Yeah. Which is such an iconic Spike look that he just looks very strange without it, I think. Right. So we got the shaky cam happening this entire time. We've got Spike dressed like a sexual offender, which he is. And yeah. he sexually assaults Buffy in the bathroom and it's no fun, not at all. And it happens and it's awful and poor Buffy and fuck you, Spike. So James Marsters hates this scene. I wonder fucking why. Character assassination of the largest kind. Spike is clearly, like, he doesn't go home and he's like, well, that was fine. Like, he is clearly having trouble, like, a lot of trouble with what has happened. And he talks about, to Clem, which is delightful, but he talks about how, like, he doesn't, he's trying to be something he's not. Because he's not a man. He is a monster, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, at the end of the episode, he leaves to go question mark, right? (laughs) Do yes. you have any idea what question mark is? Not a clue. I okay. Do not happen. I do not know what happens with Spike for the rest of this show. What happens with Giles for the rest of this show? Yep. Not so, a clue. I will tell you that by the end of this season, you'll find out what question mark is. Okay. Okay. And essentially, so the, the fans, a lot of the fans hate this, right? Yeah. Especially fans who like the Buffy Spike relationship for whatever inconceivable reason. <laughs> after. You know, what we've seen. Uh-huh. This this is rock bottom so that Spike goes to do question mark. Is that on Angel? No. Oh. And I don't think that this was necessary. Like, Spike needed to hit some sort of place where he's, like, fed up and gonna do something about it. 
did they have to do this? No, I don't think so. We can talk about it more when you find out what question mark is. Well, yeah, and I'm just from what I've seen so far, right? Spike is going away because he's had this revelation that he is monster rather than man. It seems to me like he probably wants to get this chip dug out of his head in whatever way is possible. Maybe something else is happening. I don't really know. But like to have that revelation, that's something that Angel did in the course of one episode of this show where it snowed, right? Like the fear showed up or the first evil, sorry. And like he had this whole big thing and you could do something similar with Spike in the background of this episode and just have him slowly be going crazy yeah and that I think the problem would also is work, still that the, the problem is still that angel has a soul though and so angel could feel remorse for his actions yeah but spike's got the chip in his head which i think serves the same narrative purpose of a conflicting and this is actually conflict whereas angel it's just guilt this is yeah. conflict where spike wants to do something and constantly that is hurting him so what he thinks is love is actually just like something some weird interaction with this chip in his brain basically and i think that could be a compelling enough reason to go and do questions mark depending on what question mark is who knows and that's i think that's what it comes down to it depends on what question mark is mm -hmm. and so uh we'll get to that eventually yeah. i mean we only got three episodes left so <laughs> right <laughs> <It'll be> soon <laughs> But it's yeah. all jokes. We have one of the largest tone shifts in history Jesus, as Andrew now yeah. has his funny mixed drink in the bronze. And you're like, wait, who fucking edited this show? I what don't know, man. What are you doing with your yeah, life? It's, it's a weird place to put this next scene, but here we are. Right. So Warren yeah. hits on this girl and Ugh. her boyfriend comes over. And so Warren starts punching him and a bunch of other patrons here. Xander walks out of the bathroom and has a very protracted fight with this super-powered Warren who punches him in the face across the room. So all that, like, all that Warren is doing here is he is beating up someone that used to bully him in right. high school, right? Yep. Like, that's his master plan with these, like, superhuman powers. Yeah. It's pathetic. Oh, it's crazy pathetic. Right, It's which is the whole point. I really liked in this scene that, I mean, Jonathan tries to, he sees what Warren is becoming, or, I mean, already is, and, like, Jonathan already wants to get away, I think, mm -hmm. like, before this point. So he tries to sort of get Andrew on his side. Andrew says that Warren is Picard and Jonathan's Deanna <laughs> Troy. <laughs> you get that reference now. I get it. And like, you know what? Jonathan would, she'd be happy to be Deanna Troy. Does she get nothing to do? Yes. Does she ostensibly have the most, like the best powers on the ship? <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> Xander goes back to Shea Summers, all fucked up in the face, right? Yeah, because he's been pummeled by Warren. Uh-huh. Well, he got hit once, but yeah. Pummeled. pummeled. <laughs> Finds Spike's jacket here, goes up, sees what's happened with Buffy, is, you know, more understanding about it than he initially was, which was to blame Buffy for sleeping with Spike again. He's angry, then he immediately figures it out and, you know, is less shitty about it. At this point, you're like, Buffy, let them kill Spike. You know? It's, I'm like, not even sure there's a let them do anything. Like, Buffy is well within her rights to say, Xander, please don't kill Spike. Xander's also pretty within his rights here to just go kill Spike. No matter what Buffy says. Right, like at what point do you just say, okay, Buffy, you're maybe not thinking clearly about yeah, this. Like, this I'm is not... Go kill Spike. I am trusting my own judgment right now because I have seen enough bad things happen to go and yeah. execute on that. I yeah. think that's valid. Like, just go kill Spike, Xander. That's what you want to do. That's what you should do. Yeah. There's a fuck ton of weapons here. So many weapons. There's at least one axe. And he you know? can't hurt you. Yeah, exactly. This is why someone else is the perfect person. Really, literally anyone else anyone is the else. perfect person. Yeah. 
Yeah. Folks crack the code. About the, right. the nerds have written things in Klingon, so they find out that it's going to be an armored car at the old Sunnydale <laughs> amusement park. Right. And there was a moment after uh, Warren had punched Xander when Jonathan is like, oh, like, wasn't there that thing you wanted to do tonight? Which stopped Warren from killing Xander and then mm-hmm. also gives Xander information, both of which are quite helpful for him, I would say. Indeed they are. Clem comes over with hot wings for Spike and... Oh. Spike needs no hot wings. He's, yeah, he's going crazy. He's going to leave on a motorcycle. It's ridiculous, guys. When he leaves and he's just like in the desert (laughs) and he just says to the empty desert, like, that he'll be back. Think how lame that would look. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) It doesn't come across especially cool in the moment, I will say. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think right now is a good time to go into our second segment. Cool. Michaela, this is, of course, time to gaze into the future. Oh. And do some tarot reading. All right. Now, I will utilize the power of these cards. To read my future? Yes. Oh, uh, is this a pun? Because Terra sounds like tarot? Um, sort of. Okay. Not intentionally. Uh, we're also right. going to do some tarot reading. Now, I have found... <laughs> a website that I'm like there's only a 54% chance it's going to give you a lot of malware oh Jesus Christ so I'm going to send that over to you there delightful you go. The, man the free tarot industry online is surprisingly shady I don't even know what it is it's so weird <laughs> Apparently they've shuffled the deck three times though, which is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, so are you doing a reading for me? Um, Whoa. Yeah. So I they wa- shuffled six times. What are you even saying? <laughs> oh, they've only shuffled it three times for me. <gasps> Interesting. Okay. So what what's going to happen here is you are going to get your your tarot cards and listeners. The link for this is not in the show notes because honestly, there is a pretty strong chance it'll give you malware of some sort. Yeah, we don't all need malware. No, right? exactly. So <laughs> you you tell me what your six cards are, and then I right. will interpret them for you, and then we'll oh, do no. the same thing in reverse. Good. So here we go. I'm gonna click the deck. Yeah. To begin, I have to select six cards? This yeah. is bullshit. No, this is how tarot works, probably. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, get my reading. Okay, card one, the sun. The sun. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that was autocorrected to Sunny D, but that's an act of God at this point, or the universe. Okay, go. Yeah. Card two, the star. The star. The strawberry. Okay. This is getting filtered through my autocorrect, which is pretty aggressive in my text editor, it turns out. It turns out. Card three, the world. The world. That's that's just coming through clean. Interesting. Mm, card yeah. four, the tower. The tower. Yeah. Card five, the hermit. Uh, this, this isn't looking good for you yet Michaela. oh boy what if i told you that card six is the moon okay oh <laughs> great uh i've got some bad news for you um, oh boy so the worst news is that this fate is now sealed, uh, yeah, sealed and cannot be changed now it gets pretty bad from here okay so first one is the sunny d that's your first card right <laughs> yeah pretty clear yeah, yeah you're gonna go somewhere in california it'll be nice but actually it won't be because oh, no. of the tower and oh. the hermit and the moon <laughs> when the moon is full right up in the sky yeah. you can picture it yeah, in your yeah. mind picture it good uh, I'm, I'm looking at the card it's got a big you old will moon on it go up a tower and there will be a hermit there now this hermit may seem to have strawberries i don't know how i'm tying those in but strawberries yes strawberries <laughs> they they represent uh an enticing thing that then turns bad turns out these are rotten strawberries oh no because the hermit though he looks like a cute nameless intern is actually a god 
cast down into this mortal world, intent on killing you for your blood. Jeez, am I a key? Oh, I'm you a are key? a key. You are a key. Yes, yeah, so you're at the top of this tower. There's a spooky hermit Shit. here. She's got strawberries that turn out to be rotten, and you are going to end the world by your actions. So not a hundred percent great. Sorry. I gotta tell you, this sun card is horrifying. <laughs> like the picture is so creepy. All right. Good God. Like I'm gonna take a screenshot of it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send it to you, and you're gonna be like. What am I looking at? <gasps> ah, the sun.png. Oh my god, what in the <laughs> fuck? Oh no, it's two poorly shopped, poorly photoshopped children's faces on cherubic bodies where their genitals are hidden by sunflowers. Oh, and like, it's, it is very disturbing. Like, oh, if the shop no. is so bad. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst shoop I've seen in many a year. I mean, actually, the tower Photoshop is also very bad. Oh, no. So I'm tempted to show you that, too. But anyways, maybe you'll get one of them. Okay. In your, your cards. My deck has been shuffled three times. Make a note. Wow. Well. Carpage. Whoa! I like that one. I like that one. And that one because it needs a friend. And that one. And that one. And the last one. Get my reading. Let's do it. Oh no! Oh, this is bad. The first one's the sun. Oh shit! Oh, oh no. shit! Oh, I've seen it for myself. <laughs> uh, the second one is the chariot. Oh! Oh no! No! No, man! Oh no! <laughs> What, what if I told you that card number three is death? Surely that's good, oh, right? Oh, boy. That, that's not good? Uh, who can say? <laughs> okay, temperance. Temperance is good. You are about to enter a period of peace and harmony. Huh? Huh? No, no. No? no friends. <laughs> oh, number yeah. five's bad. You know what's peaceful? Death. Oh, no. <laughs> number five is judgment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and uh, number six. Ooh, number six is strength. What fortune do the fates have for me? I don't think this prophecy is even about you. Oh. Like, like doesn't this just foretell the coming of the judge? <gasps> <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> I should have known. And with his powerful strength, his oh, no. energies, <sighs> like the light of the sun. Oh, my goodness. That blaze from his fingers and in his chariot, he will carry you to death. Are you saying that I am the judge? I think so. <gasps> yeah, I guess that's your name now. My name is Judge. Oh no. <laughs> well, these portents have been dark indeed. <laughs> dark yes. indeed. So perhaps, perhaps what it's saying is that you will be at peace because everyone else will be dead. Or I'll be dead, maybe. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, yeah, I guess that, those are the only options. Either it's you or everyone. Everyone so. else being dead does sound pretty peaceful, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it sounds not great. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. But, like, you know, if it has to happen, why not? <laughs> All right. Spooky oh, theme park. The old theme park. The old theme park. Warren's so going to tip the truck over and Buffy is here in a garbage hat and coat combo. So her hat is better than last time. Right. I've called it such a normal hat in comparison, you know? In comparison, oh, shit, skipped, yes. But like, we skipped over your your picture. Oh, the turtleneck of despair on Buffy. Yeah. yeah obviously. Gotta oh, have that after you're she despairing. Does. She does. But yes, yeah. I've called it deja vu because I swear we've seen very similar get up to this and it's still not good but it doesn't have that dumb like little whatever it was <laughs> yeah. that was in the center of the hat last time it's true it is true yeah so yes she's here to save the day 
you know, they fight. She and Warren fight. Warren gets a load of stones dropped on him. It's so problematic that he can hit her. She should be so much faster and better at fighting than him. Yes. And I understand that that's not interesting television when Warren's throwing these huge punches that just never connect. But, like, he has zero fight training. She's been fighting constantly for six years. No, but there are ways of making that interesting because it's not that he never connects. It's that she does, like, five punches which don't damage him. And he, like, kicks her shin, which knocks her entire leg out from under her, right? That's how you make it fun. Or he, like, yeah, or he Terminator fights her. Right, yeah. Just grab onto her and throw her places. Yeah. If he can just, like, get a hand on her at all. He's just chucking her. I mean, that sounds expensive and like a lot of wire work. (laughs) Yeah, but there are definitely ways of making this a lot more fun than it is. Yeah. Whatever. Warren has made himself a little leather pouch for his new balls. Which (laughs) Where'd he get this? Like when? When did he wear... Did he make it himself? When did he have the he time? He had to. Like, there's no Amazon. You can't just buy whatever thing crosses your mind. Did this leather persist? Was it in the box with the orbs, maybe? But why would it be there? No. It's just, it's such a specific thing that he's carrying in the pouch. It's so specific. Anyway, Buffy, uh, as I said, jingles his bells for him. Because little Jay gives the game away. Oh, he does. He betrays Warren, who has been clearly planning to b- betray little Jay for, like, weeks now. He definitely he saw where it was going but he's still so shocked when they have jetpacks <laughs> well speaking of rock bottom Michaela <laughs> yes indeed yeah Warren and Andrew both have jetpacks <laughs> it's so dumb on one hand it's wacky and it's dumb and it's fun on the other hand it's a fucking jetpack and I'm done with them and I'm like yeah. nope boo thumbs down like should should Warren's jetpack still work after he was buried under that pile of rubble no i'm gonna go with no it's but it stupid does. whatever andrew jetpacks straight up away. into a roof and gets a concussion for himself yeah that's true andrew concussion counts at one those are serious business and andrew and little jay get arrested as warren flees the big house yeah it's not the big house it's a police station no, it's- it's yeah it's not the jail little jay does call it that though yeah he's wrong yeah and he's so small so he is are big to him yeah all right so spike goes away and i'm like do we you know how many episodes has he gone away for are we losing two people out of the credits is anya still even in this show are we losing three people out of the credits when are they just gonna (laughs) give up and be like starring buffy and willow (laughs) and no one else Also appearing for a brief amount of time, Xander. Also appearing for a brief amount of time, Anya. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just season seven. Buffy. (laughs) Just Buffy. Yeah, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not Buffy and Friends. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Buffy a Vampire Slayer. We need to... We need to to get it changed, you know? Man, pour one Uh, out. Pour one out. Speaking of pouring ones out... Here we are. Yeah. Uh, Buffy's in the backyard. The a place famous she hangs out. backyard of oh, the yeah, summer's house. A, lot. a place yeah, that we have seen back there. more than so once before. Surely. More than it's zero times, definitely. Than I remember. It, she's been she's been back there. She has been sitting on the back porch. Or in that chair when Dawn came to talk to her. I oh, think that was maybe yes. in the backyard. Yes, they have and, been in the backyard before. And <gasps> when they are plotting to resurrect Buffy, they do some of their plotting in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Or like after she's been brought back and yeah. they're talking about what came back with her or what's oh, like wrong. No, you're right. It, that's that's when they're but in yeah, the backyard. They're all in the backyard. So they've actually they have been here before. They have been not here frequently. Before. 
separately. No. So it's daytime and I'm like, okay, I know that Tara dies in the like day or early morning. It's the backyard (laughs) and I'm like, I know we don't see this set much and I know that's where things go down. And then Tara and Willow are super cute. Oh, oh, I did get a picture of Final Squara. Oh, good. Because she has gone out in such a lack of style. It's unfortunate. Both Willow and Tara both have a strip, just the the barest of midriff, like the slightest yeah. little bit of midriff showing. And you're like, was that a thing? Maybe. I mean, midriffs were, were pretty big, you know? But this one's very small. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. The, the jeans are just so low slung. And okay, 2018, we have come around on this. Whenever I see hipsters, it looks like they've been dangled upside down for days because everything seems to have gone up just like three right. or four inches. Their toques end above the ear and I'm like, your ears must be so fucking cold. Their pants are ending like above the belly button and I'm like, what's the fuck's happening there? And then the cuffs of the pants, are they're like flood pants all the time. Anyway, hipsters they're are weird. They're just floating up there. Yeah, I think low-rise jeans are unflattering on most people. They really are. Oh man. Yeah. Because Amber Benson, again, an attractive lady. This shouldn't yeah. be happening. No, no, it shouldn't be. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking uh yeah but xander shows up to try to reconcile a bit with buffy Mm -hmm. and i suppose we can talk about whether or not that actually happens or if i'm using the word reconcile too loosely i didn't fucking write any notes my heart was going fucking crazy here man Uh, okay so basically like he he shows up to say like what have we been doing buffy like what (laughs) happened to us going around like this day after day don't you think it's time we just admitted to our feelings for each other it's more that they sort of both are sorry and they are kind of making up not just for the whole like fight about spike but for just not really being there for each other at Mm -hmm. all for like a while now yeah like seasons on xander's part maybe because he hasn't been a character for several seasons really so they do have kind of a nice moment, but you're there sitting, freaking out, uh, yep. and you're right to, honestly. I am very right to. Yeah. Warren shows up. He has a gun, something that we yeah. have seen once before in the Buffyverse when Darla had two of them in season one. Right? Like, no one ever brings a gun. No one ever brings a gun. They should, question mark, because it's really it's effective. effective. Yeah. Warren so gets effective. not one, but two people here. He shoots yeah. wildly a few times, hits Buffy once, and hits and kills Tara. So, at the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. when Willow kills that deer, yeah. one of the things Joss wanted, and the network did not want, was for Willow's white dress to be covered in blood. Yes. Because then this image of Willow's white shirt being covered in blood. Of the innocent again. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, if we forget about all the other magic nonsense that happened this season, Mm -hmm. like, is the price she paid for bringing Buffy back strong enough? Probably not. Is this a more reasonable price for what she did? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Is the show necessarily saying this is the price for that? No. But I think that you could maybe draw that conclusion. But that's the magic stuff that I love. Yes. Yeah. does have a longer tail on it than just a magic hangover because if i just forget all of that and god knows i wish i could this is a much cooler season in regards to magic because yes this feels like it should be a price that she is paying for it yeah i love that that's a very good interpretation and we we pour one out 
for poor, poor Squara. Yeah, uh, really sad that she never got more of a chance to be a character. And I feel like it's our general complaint that they have an ensemble cast and don't use it very well. And then just writ large, they didn't have time for her. I don't know that I came around to Tara on this viewing because I just don't think there's anything for me to come around yeah, to. Yeah, there's, no, there's right? nothing to latch onto. She's not an interesting person. She doesn't have a personality. <laughs> I think of Tara and I'm like, oh, that's boring. And that's not Tara's fault or Amber Benson's fault. It's the writer's fault for giving Tara nothing and making her a character who exists because Willow is there. Oh my God. When I was watching this episode, and I know you don't have previously ons anymore, but in the previously (laughs) on, there was Tara and her friend and like voiceover of Willow being like, she was with a friend. And I'm like, no, show (laughs) you do not deserve that. Like that is not a moment. That you had. No. No. Yeah. Pour one out for Tara. Stu got jossed pretty hard by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see it coming. The gun is unexpected. Warren is unexpected. (laughs) You think that he's just jetpacked off to infinity and beyond. And then he comes back with a gun. So we've got three episodes left. Willow's eyes go very red at the end of this. I would make a pretty strong case for calling this a (laughs) three-parter that we're about to get into. Interesting. I think that... We're not going to do a three-part in-person pod because that sounds like hell. (laughs) What are you doing this Saturday? (laughs) I mean, I guess we could just take a break for a few weeks after that. No, such a let's bad not do idea. that. It sounds awful. It's a terrible God, we'd be so idea. low energy by the end of that. By the by, the last Whoa, one. We just oh started off this. Is a Buffy podcast by a Scooby and a movie. So we'll just do the last two together, I think. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That is going to be exciting. Now, Buffy does get shot here, which neither Michelle nor I remembered. Well, it's of the two shootings, you know. It may speak to the relative seriousness of the two injuries. Perhaps. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Buffy got shot? And then talking about it afterwards, Michelle was like, Buffy got shot? (laughs) Okay, yeah, no. No, neither of us remember that. That's really weird for a main character getting shot. Like, what would you even do if the end of this season was Buffy dies (laughs) from a gunshot wound? (laughs) Uh, I was reminded this episode that Buffy has Uh, a light suntan of the soul because that's how mm. Spike can do what he does without hurting her. Or without hurting himself, sorry. And that made me angry all anew. (laughs) Oh, that's a delight. Uh, I guess she's no longer the truest soul we've ever known. (laughs) She is the truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul. Now she's the most uh, sunburnt. Okay. It's just a little toasty. It's all right. Just a little toasty. Not in any way that actually affects anything to speak of. Michaela, nope. did you enjoy this episode? I, 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 so, I mean, there's that scene in there that I knew was going to come yep. and I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. And I never want to watch it because I don't like watching this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They joss you real good at the end. Yeah. That and like all the Willow Terra scenes, it, they're laying it on so thick. Oh, it's thick. so it's like, thick. They're so happy. They're so lovey-dovey. Oh, they have so much sex. I like that Jonathan sort of gets too... He's not redeemed by his actions in this episode, but like he's finally starting to stand up for himself and for like doing the right thing. Yeah, and he's less of a bad guy, so that's fine. Yeah, and then... So I, I kind of even like the idea that like Warren is just a piece of shit. He's just an evil person. Mm-hmm. 
and Andrew is sort of like through this strange thing where he has like this crush on Warren. Maybe he's looking past some of this stuff and he's just a follower, yeah. right? And a lot of times in this episode, they say like, oh, Warren and the others. <laughs> like Don they... says Warren, Jonathan, and the other one, which I really like. <laughs> Poor Andrew. I like that they, they have those drops even now though. It's good. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I've been sitting here thinking a lot about what you were saying about that person who is really into Buffy and Spike's relationship. Mm -hmm. And they're like this cognitive dissonance of like this not being a thing that happened because it's not, there's no retcon. There's no, this is a thing that Spike did in this episode. But isn't that all Spuffy shippers? Like they, they just think that this is a better relationship than it ever was. I think that they really, they remember it through this weird, oh, what's the word I want? Well, Spike is hot and that is a lens. That's a powerful lens lens that's the word i wanted yes is that all it is i because yeah looking at this relationship and actually like being older because you know when you're a teenager you're dumb i was dumb Mm -hmm. i admit that but now that i'm this age and i watch this i'm just like yeah this is a shitty relationship and like it's abusive and it's terrible and these people shouldn't be with each other yeah i don't know anyhow best outfit from the episode (laughs) i assume you also had a bad time Uh, i had a mildly okay time i had a much worse time thinking back on it because the last like two minutes are i think the only good part of this episode which is strange because a major character is shot (laughs) too i guess are shot Yeah. yeah But, like, the rest of it is just completely forgettable and unnecessary. Any of the Xander stuff, boo. It's just leading up, right? Like, that's all this episode is. It's just setting up the appropriate pegs so that when they knock them down at the end and going forward, they, yeah, they had them, so. Yeah, so looking back, I give this a thumbs down for sure. Yeah. It's so important, though, because Tara dies. Yeah, well, exactly. And this is the problem with it, Mm -hmm. yeah. Who won? Hmm, I don't know. Warren? (laughs) Clem? Clem, Clem. Clem's got some hot wings. Yeah, Clem got some hot wings, man. (laughs) Gotta keep them all for himself, too. He didn't have to share them with Spike. I really hesitate to say that Warren won. Yeah, well, his partner in crime got arrested. Yeah, and his actions uh, are gonna backfire. Yes. A a little (laughs) bit. A little bit, just... A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I understand that that's in the future, but like his orbs got smashed, yeah. you know? He's back down to zero balls. Zero. I like Buffy's spicy shirt. Yes. That's my pick for outfits. Spicy. Good. Spicy is all hell. Good. And uh, Teeks. Oh, I've had to make one up. Oh, disastrous. I I would have honestly been shocked, if, like thinking back, if there was a Teeks for this. Yeah. Because Teeks really likes the Buffy Spike relationship. And this is unjustifiable. Has to be in that camp of people who pretend this episode just never happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here we go. What do you think I called The this? one where Tara dies. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. The one where Tara gets shot. Yeah. This is my least favorite episode oh, of Buffy the Vampire spicy. Slayer. <laughs> I would put it in the bottom half of all <gasps> the episodes in this season and the other seasons. <gasps> <laughs> In this episode, Buffy is trying to find the nerds, but they just keep getting away. They set up a trap for her with buzzsaws, but she manages to escape because she's the Slayer and they're so lame. They manage to steal some orbs after Jonathan dresses up in the dead demon's skin. It's so gross. Then they want to steal a lot of money, but Buffy shows up to stop them. 
Morn is too strong for her until Jonathan tells her his weakness and she defeats him by smashing his orbs. Willow and Tara are back together and it's so cute, but then Warren shows up with a gun and shoots Buffy and Tara. I can't believe this would happen when they're so happy. It made me really sad. Overall, I give this episode a 6 out of 10, which in my ratings book is good. I love it for many reasons. It really <laughs> glosses over a lot that happens. Um, yeah, I glossed the hell out of, yeah. And just everything. And then suddenly introducing that Willow and Tara are back together. Just for the gut punch, then when Tara gets shot, yeah, and like I don't even mention them the whole time. No, and I've called no, no, no. The, yeah. the review. I love it. It's perfect. It's absolutely spot on. That is great. Good. All right, Michaela, what do we have coming up next time? The next episode is called Villains. Okay. I mean, Willow's pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's the beginning of her being pretty mad. Slash Buffy's been shot. Right. So. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think you know some of the upcoming things. Yep. I will say. I will say that you know who's coming back next <gasps> episode? One Rupert T. Giles? Uh, no, Rack, actually. What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Damn you. No. No. <laughs> Weren't you like, man, I missed Zach, I missed Rack, but now he's back. <laughs> no! <laughs> I hate him so much. I thought we were done. I thought we were done. Absolutely not. Why is this happening? Why indeed? On Christmas of all days. <laughs> On Christmas of all days, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a lot madder than I anticipated. I'm in pain. Yeah, you sound um pretty hurt oh, by rack. this. <laughs> no, not rack. Anything but rack. Uh, well, oh, it is what it is, you know. Oh, that's next time, I guess. And you, you brought up strawberries this episode. Uh, Just delightful stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> but hey. Hey, you know what's not off the table anymore? What? I bet it's magic, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, that's your favorite part of this show. <laughs> Warren's gonna get flayed at some point, and that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> Shitting fuck. Uh, well, that's gonna be next time when we find out who the true villains are. It's the writers yeah. for bringing yeah. back Rack. <laughs> yeah, you're so excited about Giles now. I so you just you let me you let me just give myself enough rope yeah. to hang myself with. I let you believe, you know. Uh, okay. Well, until the next time, I guess. This episode will be up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Uh, <laughs> people can e- email us if it even matters at beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you want to reach so out to sassy. us personally, um, you can find us on the now defunct video messaging app Rinbu, which is R-I-N-B-W, an app that saw Vine and saw what it was doing and was like, well, Six second videos are cool, but you know what's even cooler? Five second videos. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's from like the height of mine and someone was like, we can make them one second shorter. Ridiculous. Okay. I'm on there at reading Rinba. Michaela? I'm on there at one Rinba to rule them all. Very nice. And until next time. (laughs) 
farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hellmouth.